Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. If you get 10 leads coming in one week, you better have a CRM reminding you which leads you need to call each day and which leads you need to text and which leads you need to send a video email to. My coaching company specializes in coaching many of the highest producing agents and teams in North America. And um, a lot of those guys, you know, success leaves clues. And one of the clues that they would leave for you is many of them and all and all of my coaches, we refer a lot of clients to Conversion Monster. <clears throat> and it works very well. Oftentimes, even my own wife, for example, uses Conversion Monster at a very, very high level. Um, but that doesn't mean that we just give everything to Conversion Monster and Conversion Monster gives us appointments. Um, and that's what we're kind of talking about this in this series. It's a two-way street. You've still got to do your part. And we're going to be continuing to talk about that. But the top agents do it. The top agents use it. And what I'm going to share with you is many of the tips and tricks that the top agents use to work in collaborations with Conversion Monster to get the highest possible return on the investment that they spend in um, working with Conversion Monster. Um, there are some links to our stuff if you're interested in coaching and stuff like that in the chat room. Otherwise, I'm going to give you a 30 second recap on what we talked about last week, but it's only going to be 30 seconds. So you kind of have to go back and watch that, uh, that, uh, video. Uh, we talked about the two week assault plan in pri primarily about how we make initial contact with an inbound lead, right? Um, this is also often called a 10 days of pain. You can almost always find one of these in any CRM you use, which is usually about two weeks of using almost every communication network out there to try to make the initial contact so that you can speak to a lead. And my two week assault plan lays out, and I'll, I'll drop this in the chat for you guys too. So you don't have to like be taking photos of this, but it lays out the first 10 business days or two weeks of what you could be doing. And again, you can customize this and make it your own and change the order up. But I, and then it gives you all the scripts, the text scripts, email templates, video email scripts, Facebook, social media, direct message scripts, things like that. You're trying all these different tactics to try to get a hold of and make that initial contact. And you give it a real hard two weeks because just because this goes to Conversion Monster and they've been nurturing it doesn't mean the handoff is going to be seamless. Handoffs are never seamless. So there has to be just like when you're passing a baton, one hand's handing, the other hand has to be reaching and grabbing. It takes two of you, right? So don't expect it just to drop in your palm of your hand. You, we're going to have to, you know, it's going to come to you. Then you're going to have to scrape and claw like mad to get a hold of them. And, you know, oftentimes it's not going to be like, hey, I've got someone on the phone. Will you please take it? You're not going to be available. You're showing property. You're in a listing appointment. Then you've got to work like a banshee in those first two weeks to make that initial contact. And that's primarily what we led up to and covered last week, right? So let me show you a little bit of a transition here. We're now showing you a chart here. This is how it is so important for us to try to respond to conversion monster quickly. 
okay? When they give you a lead, okay, whether it be voice connect, email, or what have you, when they give you a lead, it is very important that you jump on that lead in the first five minutes. Again, I'm gonna give you all these things I'm sharing my screen with. So if you've got a bunch of agents that work for you that you wish were watching this right now, don't worry, I'm gonna give this to you so you can show it to them. But it's very important because what happens is the minute after five minutes ticks and we start moving into 10 minutes, the conversion rate drops off tremendously. And the, so it's very, very dramatic. So if you don't get back to them in the first five minutes, hell, I like it if it's the first three minutes, to be perfectly honest with you. But for, for making contact purposes, if you go past five minutes, you're, you know, you're literally five to six times less likely to reach them. Why? It's real simple, guys. At one point, one of Conversion Monster's ISAs is on the phone with a lead. And then we're gonna make that transfer. At that point in time, that lead is very interested in finding a home to buy, let's say, okay? But if you, don't, if you wait 20 minutes to get back to them, they're not just gonna sit there. All of a sudden, they gotta make dinner for their kid. All of a sudden, they've gotta go pick their kid up from school. Or maybe they're watching their favorite show. So when that happens, now you're, and if you call back 20 minutes later when they're making dinner for their family, now you're a telemarketer. You're not providing good customer service. You went from someone that provided good customer service, which makes that a very nice phone call, to someone who's interrupting their family time, which makes you an annoying telemarketer. If you even get a phone call, it's gonna be an awful one. In all likelihood, you're not gonna get a phone call because they don't want you at that point in time. So speed to lead matters. So jumping on that call quickly is crucial. So most of you do have CRMs. So try to have one, you know, there's a lot of CRMs out there that measure speed to lead, that they have an app. I know a lot of them are um, Follow Up Boss, Boomtown, Commissions Inc. All of those track average response time if you and your agents call back through the app provided to you by the CRM and they can track response time so you can hold agents accountable to how quickly they get back on average to each lead received. And when you hear about these real expensive CRMs and like, why do people pay so much for those CRMs? That one feature is usually the difference. I'll just here to tell you, if you wanna really make clarity of the whole CRM picture, the ability to have an app that you call back through that tracks response time to lead, receiving a lead, I really think they should tell this to everybody when they get their real estate license. Like that's the reason some CRMs are a thousand dollars more than others is that one feature. Just here to tell you, uh, because you can actually hold people accountable. There's a lot of light bulbs going off right now. I guarantee you. every time I say that, everybody's like, Oh, I wish somebody had told me, that. you know, join our Facebook group, the real estate agent Roundtable, <laughs> and you'll pick these things up. So that's where that one comes from, right? So that speed to lead tracking is crucial, crucial. The neat thing about Conversion Monster is they are the only ISA company or ISA of any kind that actually integrates with all these different CRMs. So you don't have to like give them all your people and put it in their CRM and then have a lead come back and put it back in your CRM. They work with you. And I'm pretty sure they're always going to be the only company that does that because I was personally, you know, talking to Roe every single week during that process. And I don't think there's another human that can go through that painful of a process for, you know, two or three years. The, the, the pain threshold's pretty high. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Glutton for punishment. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you're still alive, still look decent. You know, have all your hair. Walking. Fingers. 
So that speed to lead's crucial. We got to jump on it because it goes for, it'll turn into a telemarketing phone call if you're calling them back later. So speed to lead is the most important thing, okay? Now, the next most important thing is going to be your persistence in trying to call them back, right? So we talked about in your two-week assault plan, you can see this is why we have a two-week assault plan is because you have to keep trying to make contact. You have to keep being persistent. So whether it's calls, text messages, direct messages, texts, et cetera, we try to diversify those through our two-week assault plan through those first two weeks of trying to get a hold of them. But oftentimes it takes six to eight attempts before we make contact, right? Or even nine, they say, is the point where you really, really start to get some sort of traction. So you cannot just try once or twice and cherry pick leads. If you've ever heard about cherry picking leads, that's what it is, is when you just call them once and see if it works or not. Man, you are going to have to try to keep making contact under that initial action plan. So what does that mean? You have an action plan set up in your CRM, okay? So you have an action plan set up in your CRM and to make that initial contact, the lead comes in and it tells you or your agents on your team every contact you need to make with that new lead. Now that may seem unneeded to you until you've got 10 leads that come in in a week. Once you have, and by the way, I'm dropping these things I'm sharing my screen with you in the uh, in the chat, if you wanna grab them and use them. But you get 10 leads coming in one week, you better have a CRM reminding you which leads you need to call each day and which leads you need to text and which leads you need to send a video email to because it's gonna get hard to manage them. If you're an agent that's getting 15 or 20 leads a month, and then the second month rolls around and then the third month runs around, you're gonna be nurturing and managing all these different leads. That's why that CRM to tell you, not only inform you as to which contacts you need to make when, it's also gonna help for your own personal accountability. You'll know if you're behind or not. And if you're a team leader, it's to hold agents accountable on your team because now you know which agents can handle more leads. If they, are, if they have all these outstanding tasks that they haven't gotten to, to nurture the leads you've already given them, why are we still giving them new leads? Shouldn't we be shutting them down and giving them a chance to get caught up? Because they're, they're just gonna dig that hole deeper and deeper and leads cost money. Conversion monster costs money. Why are we having them do all this work only to drop that handoff because we can't do the proper follow-up and nurturing to make initial contact with the lead? Ryan, are you, are you gonna say- Yeah, Brian, if, if I might jump in. So yeah. I, I know a lot of our clients on this call, um, you know, they'll, we'll be able to get them to the point where they've made that initial contact, right? And they have that initial conversation and then they're dealing with the lead who's maybe four, five, six months down the road. Right. So what strategies do you recommend to stay in front of those people? You've made that initial contact. You know a little bit about what their situation is. How do they help their agents stay in front of that person and bring them to uh, the closing table and, and you know continue to nurture? Ryan is the ultimate segue. This is like the, the he is. You, I'm going to start calling you Ryan Segway. That is perfect. Okay, so let me show you. Here's the concept he's talking about, right? You make initial contract, and now we're actually in the nurturing because you're going to have to nurture them for a while too, right? Um, and that happens for many reasons. I mean, they might be interested in the house, so you know. Conversion Monster sees an opportunity to transfer for them because they need some local knowledge. They might want to see it, et cetera, et cetera. So that comes to you. And now the house is sold. 
uh-oh, we're back in nurture mode now because we don't have a reason to meet, right? So we got to stay on top of them. So you're going to see here, again, this is a chart I'll share with you. You can share with your agents or whatnot too, where you are expected to make multiple contacts, okay? This is that first contact. We use a two-week assault plan to make contact number one. Most salespeople give up along the way. We can see it, you know, 65% give up here on contact two, contact three, 79%. Contact four, you know, almost 90% of the people have totally given up, okay? Almost all of them are here. And that's why, you know, a lot of these leads, so we start moving into five and six, six, you're establishing relationship, you're nurturing, seven, eight, nine, nine is when you hit your big number again, okay? Just like I showed you before, if you, I mean, nine contacts is usually our optimal amount of contact. So it's crucial that we follow up. So I'm gonna give you this, as kind of a teaching tool for you with agents you're trying to show that, hey, we can't assess the strength of a lead based upon you know our first one or two or three contacts. That lead is going to change. It's gonna evolve as your relationship and persistence improves. People start looking for property and they get hotter and hotter and hotter as they continue to look. So they will evolve and your relationship will evolve over time through that nurturing process. So it's crucial, right? Okay, so with that said, so how do we nurture? How do we hold them accountable to nurturing and how do we nurture different leads differently over the course of time? So let me kind of show you that and hoping you can see this. These are my lead follow-up uh, and nurturing categories. Um, again, we're gonna go back to your CRM. After a lead comes through your two-week assault plan or 10 days of pain, we're gonna get on that phone call and the main thing we're going to do there is we're going to actually then try to assess the degree of urgency in that lead. In other words, how long till they want to move? So for example, if you get someone that's saying, I'm looking for houses right now, I just can't find one. You know, there's no inventory, blah, blah, blah. We need one now. That's an A lead. That's a hot lead because they plan to move in zero to 30 days here. Okay, so you call it an A lead, a hot lead. You know, all your CRMs typically have all of these plans contained within them. I can't imagine you guys having a CRM that doesn't have some form of A, B, and C lead plan. It's up to you if you want to have a D, but you know, you've got A, B, and C at least. They, you know, I know Boomtown calls them hot nurture and watch. You know, they have different stupid names for them. I wish they'd all call them A, B, and C, and they would be in perfect alignment with me, but uh, or hot, warm, and cold, or something like that. But they all have their fancy names for them. So you probably will have to go into your website and try to find the ones. But basically what it is, is the highest degree of urgency, those that want to move zero to 30 days, we're going to be contacting them a lot. So you might be, you know, like again, you're contacting them three times a week, right? Because people are fighting for these people. They're out there looking and shopping. So we're going to be all over the hot leads, a lot of contacts, setting them up on listing e-alerts, call them about every listing that might fit, fit their criteria, texting them a lot. We're all over the hot leads. B leads, these are people that are a little further out. They're, they're, you know, they're somewhere two to three months out. So we don't have to be on them three times a week, right? So we're going to break that down. It's going to be a less, less frequent contacts, but still they're warm. So we're going to be staying in touch pretty regularly. So maybe each week we're going to alternate maybe one contact a week, a phone call one week, a text message the next week. So we're not going to annoy them or get a restraining order off them when it's, when it's undue because they don't need someone like hustling that hard at them right now. C leads a little further out. These are people three to nine months out, right? So that might be a contact every two weeks, 
right? And what we're trying to do with B and C leads is move them up to the next level. So we're trying to take a C and all of a sudden they might say, hey, I'm actually interested right now. Like we've got to get going. All of a sudden they move up and they become an A lead. So the goal with these, these leads and D leads are further out, you know, and that's nine months to 18 months. We're always trying to move them up. And A leads, we're trying to move to an appointment, right? So B leads, we're trying to make A leads. C leads, we're trying to make B or A leads. A leads, we're trying to get in front of. We're trying to make an appointment with them. We're trying to get in with a buyer consultation, or if we have to, show them a property before a buyer consultation. Does that make sense? Now, if you guys are with Zillow, you're probably being taught to just jump and show property. That's not my favorite. I really like to set buyer consultations. However, there's sometimes you just gotta go show a property. And if that's the case, you go show that property and try to set the buyer consultation the whole time you're showing the property. That way we get them there. That's the way I usually work that. But the point of the matter is I like to try to set buyer consultations first. You know, people have done that for years. It works just fine. Don't have any limiting. I know they wanna see property and you wanna have a buyer consult. Well, you need to learn how to win and set the buyer consult so you don't waste all your time. And, um, and I guess there's some safety issues in there as well too, right? So A, B, and C, and it's degree, it's dependent upon their degree of urgency. Yes. We're on a, we're on a super uh, constricted time limit, but if you can just touch on that point again, because I think it's a really important point, something that I learned from you about the buyer consultation, because even on, on, you know, my team in Chicago or Buffalo, like there are challenges with agents mm -hmm. having that buyer consult in today's day and age and securing that yeah. buyer agreement. But right. the thing that I had learned from you, which I think is worth a 60 second, touching on it for 60 seconds, is that part about when you're keeping track of those buyers and those buyer consultations and those buyer agreements, it's basically like, like having a listing agreement. And once they've signed it, right? Like we're, we're, we, we all always guarantee our commission on the listing side of the business for the most part, right? With the contract, we never do it on the buyer side. And so the thing that I learned from you with, you know, keeping track of those buyer agreements is like, that was almost as good to me as a listing because they're not going out anymore. Now they've got an agreement with me and I feel much more secure in all the work and everything that I'm doing uh, to present them with properties and the work that we're putting in. But I, I'm going to guess that 75%, maybe it's more, you might know, 75% of industry doesn't ask for a buyer agreement. Absolutely. Let me, let me show you here. And here, here's what he's talking about. Um, and this is our uh, inventory pipeline, right? Um, and, you know, of course, you always keep inventory of your pendings, right? And I'm going to give this all to you. Um, you'll have to delete all this. It's a sample, but I'll give it to you. You know, I'm sure most of you track your pendings, right? And hopefully you track your listings, right? So you get a, you get listing leads. These are people that we know that want to, you know, at least sell in the next year. These are probably the most important people for you to contact. And you'll get some of these from Conversion Monster too. And then we're trying to get a listing agreement signed. And then ultimately it's going to go active, right? So we have those three categories of listings. With buyer, right? So it's people that we know that want to list, but we don't have an agreement. Then we get the agreement and it's not active and then it goes active. So we're always trying to move through this process. And these are the most important people you call. In addition to with buyers, it's the same thing, right? These are our A leads, our hot leads. So once we move people up into the A category, we know these are people we know that want to buy right now in the next 30 days. These are my A leads, right? Here's who they are. This team tracks how many buyer agency agreements, that's what BAA means in this area. You guys all call them something a little different. Um, BAA, these are each of the agents and we track how many buyer listings they have. We literally call them buyer listings, um, right? So how, many, how many, so how many of these leads can we get into buyer agency agreements? 
right? And that has to be done in person, maybe over Zoom, but definitely face-to-face. And so you do have to insist on setting that buyer consultation. That is what all the top teams do. And they know how to get around the argument. What, but my agents don't want to sign them. My clients don't want to sign them. Well, yes, they do. All the top agents do. You just don't know how to get them signed. So learning how to get the scripts and dialogues, how, you know, what to use as the reason for that and how we can get them signed is crucial because that will increase your conversion rate tremendously. Otherwise, you're just going to be showing them properties and by default, every single client that you meet with is going to have the same expectations that I'm going to tell you right now. They don't think they have any tie to you that they just went with you to see one house and that's their obligation stopped and started. They that's it. Unless you sit down with them and explain how you are going to represent them, in finding their home and looking at multiple homes, they should have no loyalty to you. Just because you're afraid to say it, because you're afraid to say, hey, we're gonna set a strategy, I'm gonna set you up on listing e-alerts, and we're gonna show you a bunch of properties until we find you one. That's your true expectation. You're calling them disloyal because you didn't have the courage to say that, or the scripts to be able to set the buyer consultation appointment first. And you're saying they're disloyal because they bought with somebody else when you never explained the rules to them. That's freaking crazy. They can't read your mind. The public by default does not know that. They think that, hey, I'll use you if you show me the property. Hell, my, I mean, my wife's own dad says that to her. If you show me the property, I'll use you. But if someone else shows me the property, I got to use them. That's only fair. That is by default without a buyer consultation that involves a buyer agency agreement. That's the way it's going to be. You don't get to change that expectation. That's the public's perception. So if you want to change that perception, the only way to do it is one client at a time and you insist on a buyer consultation. And if they attend the buyer consultation, they will assume that we are not just talking about one property. You will show them what we're gonna do to find them a home. We're gonna take in all their information so that we can set them up and we're gonna give them full realtor access to the MLS, full realtor access. So they're gonna see homes as quickly when they come on the market, they're gonna see them before any other agents do. Why? Because agents don't look at every listing that comes on the market every morning, but they will because you're going to set listing e-alert emails to go out the minute they go live the same day. So they will have full access and they will see listings before they hit the market, but you need to meet with them first to set them up with full realtor access. We're going to do that in our buyer consultation appointment and we're going to take them and we're going to do what Rose said. We're going to move them from buyer leads into signed buyer agency agreements and we're going to have the proper expectations set so you can actually ride this bucking Bronco for six months to two years until they ultimately buy a house with you. Does that make sense? Did I cover I think that, that was a very important point to learn about taking your pipeline from a pipeline to a contract, right? Understand these are just active buyer leads. And when I'm working with my team, I'm saying, hey, who did we move up this week? We have all these leads that you're consulting with, that you're talking to. And then at every team meeting, we discuss how many of these active buyer leads, whether it's Boomtown or SOI or whoever it is, did you move this week from actively looking to a buyer consultation and got a signed agreement? Because when we had that focused effort on doing it, it changed everything dramatically. It was just it was just the focus and the time that we took to take that and explain that and to start to get those consultations and those agreements signed. And it changed the trajectory of our buyer business, at least.
So that was like longer than 60 seconds, but. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And next week, what we're gonna do, because we, we're doing this again Tuesday at the same time, we're gonna talk about how to hold yourself and your team accountable what metrics we need to be tracking for these action plans because we can track all of this this is this isn't going to be like give leads away and hope they get followed up with We're, we we got to be able to see that they are getting followed up with that we got to be able to see that response time is happening we got to be able to see that all these tasks are happening how do we track that how do we manage that um, and I would like to show you that and how to actually use these with both yourselves and with other agents that you're holding accountable as well too. Um, so we're gonna take this kind of next level, but those are the, right now you've got action plans, you need to find your CRM. You need to find that initial contact, that qualify plan for your two week assault plan. And then you need to find those lead follow-up campaign categories, the ABC, hot, warm, cold leads. Locate those, find those, customize those, tweak those any way you want to. Um, so we can start using them. And then again, oh, I'm gonna drop that inventory pipeline that I just showed you. It's an Excel spreadsheet. I am old school, man. My other coaches are all progressive and do things so much better than me. I am just been doing this too long. So I use Excel. <laughs> there you go. It's good for teaching. <laughs> so there you have it. Sound good? Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.